My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and he always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Actually, as a background for this whole episode, when I was, I think, yeah, I think I was 17, almost 18, I started a YouTube channel. It's still up. Uh, the videos are okay. I mean, it's just different quality, obviously. I mean, it's not amazing quality, but I ended up transitioning the name of my YouTube channel and the blog that I used to have to Love Like Jesus because. I think one of the most important concepts of the Bible is love, unconditional, selfless, patient, never-ending love, and I believe that God wants us to love like Jesus did. So that's kind of the inspiration I had for this episode. And then what's been going on in the world with um, the rioting, the protesting, the racial injustice, all of that, I thought this would be kind of a good episode to reflect on what we should do in the aftermath of it all. I know there's still a lot of this going on. Um with obviously everything that happened with George Floyd. I know there's still some some protests and riots going on, not as many as there was, but I think as we reflect on this time, I think it's really important for us not just to post about things on social media, not just to sign a, part- a petition, not just to go riot and protest, but actually try to live out love in our everyday life because the whole message of um, this whole uproar that went on uh, for the past several weeks was to love others like you want to love yourself, respect, acceptance, all of that. And it's so easy to post, to donate, to petition, to protest. But how easy is it to love people, everyone in our day-to-day lives? Not just specific groups, not just specific people, not just on social media, but how easy is it to love everyone in the day-to-day things? It's not easy. It's really hard. So that's really why I wanted to create this episode because everything was such a big deal for so long in the media and once again i do agree that we should stand up against racism and injustice but people did talk about it a lot and i think some of the things that happened um were too much i'm not going to go into the politics of all this but because it was made such a big deal we can't just forget about it and not try to love others selflessly in our daily lives i think it's once again so easy in the society we live in to say one thing and do something else or to make a big deal about something and then not come back to it later and so that's why i really want to make this episode on ways that i want to start loving people better in the day-to-day things and not just let it be something that is an uproar and then we never talk about it again 
And I think it's so important for Christians to talk about different current events going on in the world because it's a great way to connect culture to Christianity. And I think a lot of the selfless love from Jesus, not just to specific people groups, but also to everyone, is kind of missing in the narrative of what's going on. Yes, we should talk out, speak out against racism. Yes, we should speak out against injustice. But I think in the whole universal perspective of selfless love and respect, I think we have to talk about it for all people and in our everyday life, not just in certain circumstances. So that's why I wanted to share a message all about how to love like Jesus. And I'm not saying I'm an expert on selfless love by any means, but I was reading the Bible. I was praying to God. I found some good insights in the Bible and through different quotes I read. And they helped me kind of understand how I want to start implementing selfless love in my everyday life. And I just wanted to share some of these thoughts with you since this is such a big issue in today's society right now. So just like I start off with every episode, I want to talk about a quote that I saw online. And I actually thought it was a really cool quote because it's part of a dialogue. It's anonymous, but it, I don't know if it's from a book or anything. It just it said from anonymous, so I don't know who said it. But it was proposing a question to someone and then someone responded. So the question is, you are in love. What does it look like? To which I replied, like everything I've ever lost, come back to me. And I think this is a beautiful description of how Christians feel when they're asked how it feels to be in love with Jesus and to have him in his heart. And I think it's beautiful. You know, Jesus's love is like everything I've ever lost, come back to me. Wow. When I think of it in terms of the love from Jesus, it kind of gives me goosebumps. And the reason I bring this up, especially in today's episode, is we want to share this love from Jesus with others. We want other people to feel like everything they've ever lost come back to them in the form of this beautiful gift of love that Jesus gives us. And how amazing would it be if we could share this love that we as Christians feel with other people? We could do this by loving others like Jesus, opening that door to Christianity. When we love other people like Jesus would, it's amazing the things that God can do through us and eventually will help lead people closer to Jesus and then they'll feel the same amount of overwhelming, beautiful love that we feel. And I love this quote so much. It is beautiful and I just wanted to share it. And then the song of the week that I wanted to share is the classic song by Hillsong, Who You Say I Am. I think that's the, yeah, Who You Say I Am by Hillsong. I, sometimes I get um, worship song titles mixed up because the lyrics have so many different good lyrics in them. I think, oh, I think that's the title of the song, but it's actually a whole different title. Anyway, it's the song Who You Say I Am by Hillsong, and I'm sure you guys have heard it before, but I'm just going to share some of my favorite lyrics. And when I'm sharing this, I want you to think of this one main idea. We want to make people feel like this song makes us feel. We want to make people feel the way that God makes us feel from the truths that are in this song. So I'm going to start off at the beginning of the song. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Free at last, he ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. And we want to make people feel like children of God. We want to love them like Jesus does to make them feel precious and 
cared for and someone who is valued we want to make people feel like that not just because we're posting about it on social media not just because of what's going on the news but to every single person we encounter our best friend our mom our dad our siblings that random person on that street the coworker you don't like every single person we want to help them feel like a child of God. Now, I want to share two specific Bible verses that kind of outline this love syllogism for me, if we want to call it that. And the first verse talks about the way that we can love God is by keeping his commandments. 1 John 5, 3 states, in fact, this is love for God to keep his commandments. And then John 15, 12 shares the ultimate commandment. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So let's think about this parallel. If we want to show God love, we keep his commandments. We obey him. I always think that, you know, God's love language is obedience because when we obey him and choose to put him first in our lives and in our decisions, it makes him feel loved. And so if us following God's commandments makes him feel loved, we have to look at what does he command us to do. And right here it says, this is my commandment. What is it? Love one another like I have loved you. Jesus is saying this. He's essentially saying, love like Jesus. And I think this beautiful depiction of we can make God feel loved if we love others like Jesus does. And that is so beautiful. And let me tell you, when it's hard to love people, when it's hard to be selfless, when it's hard to not use a rude tone, when it's hard to say the right thing, we're going to do it because we want to show God how much we love him. That's how I get my strength to love people. And I'm not saying I'm perfect every time, but there are times where I want to say something rude. There are times when I want to be passive. There are times when I don't really want to make time for someone. I mean, it's so easy to be selfish because we're human. But when you really need motivation and you really want to say the right thing and do the right thing for someone, what's helped me is to think, okay, because I love God so much, I'm going to love this person. And that gives me a lot of strength and patience when it's being tested. So I just want to share that as we dive into this episode and different ways that I want to start loving people better because love is a choice. It's an action. It's not simply a feeling. And why do we have to look at love at this way? Well, it's because feelings are fleeting. And since God commands us to love, we can't treat it as a fleeting feeling. It's something God is commanding us to do. And the fact that he's commanding us to do something means that he knows we need to choose something. And the fact that we have to choose love means it's not a feeling. It's a choice that has to be backed up by action. You see, we need to love others even when we don't feel like it. We need to speak with kind words even when we don't feel like it. We need to control our anger and our tone even when every fiber in our body is angry, okay? We need to show forgiveness even if someone doesn't deserve it. We need to put others' needs above our own even when we're too busy and don't have time. Love is a choice to go our, against our sinful, selfish nature and choosing to be kind and caring for others as much as we can. And the reason I say as much as we can is because we don't want to set ourselves up for failure because we will fail. But what's helped me is in the mornings, I try to wake up every morning thinking, okay, my goal today, yes, it's to get everything done. Yes, it's to work hard. But really, my goal here on earth is to love people. And I try to think of this every morning. Sometimes it's hard because I'm either tired or I'm stressed out because I have a lot to do. But when we wake up with the initiative 
to choose to love others, not with a fleeting love that goes up and down, but with an unconditional love that's a choice. That at least helps me so much. And I, I think thinking about it this way will help you a lot if you ever struggle with trying to figure out how to get strength to love other people, even when it's hard. And also, too, we have to realize that we could ask God for help with this love. We could have him fill up our love tank, if you want to call it that, so that we could pour out. First John 4 verses 7 through 8 states, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. You see, love comes from God. We love because he first loved us. He is the epitome of love. He sent Jesus down as a love sacrifice, as an atonement for our sins. I mean, if we need help with love, God is the love God, essentially. I mean, he knows He knows all of it. He writes our love stories. He helps us live, love selflessly. It's amazing. So thinking of it as a choice, not a feeling, and asking God for strength, that's helped me so far in my 20, almost 21 years. And I think it's definitely going to help me, especially during this tumultuous time where now politics are getting in the way of what selfless love should look like. Now different policies are getting in the way and everyone's divided. I'm thinking, okay, we need to acknowledge this from a selfless standpoint, not a selfish, fleeting feeling. And so now that I have kind of this backing and I shared some of the Bible verses that really opened my eyes, I want to share with you a couple different steps that I'm taking and really trying to focus on just going forward because it's always good to refresh our walk as we try to love others selflessly and to have a lot of self-awareness and understand which ways we can improve. So I have three different steps that I want to share that um, are just gonna, I'm just going to really work on and I want to share them with you. So first step, love God. Okay, this is this is how I'm going to start loving others like Jesus. First, love God. Kyle Edelman stated, we love others best when we love God most. Let me say that again. We love others best when we love God most. You see, when we love God, we will want to obey him. And what is one way to obey him? As we've said before, we show love to other people. So the first thing I'm trying to do is every day, get my walk with God straight, make time for him, pray to him, and truly just have love for him, because that'll give me strength when I want to love others, but it's hard, because sometimes it really is hard, okay? Second step, see others as God sees others. Now, C.S. Lewis shared a wonderful quote and I thought it was great, so I want to share it with you. And he stated, He loved us not because we are lovable, but because he is love. And let's just be honest here. Most of us are not lovable, or at least we have our lovable moments and our unlovable moments. But when we choose to look at people the way God looks at them, we have more strength and desire to love them because we don't see their faults or their imperfections. We see a loving creation that needs compassion and also desires unconditional love. One of the notes from my pastor in the sermon last week was, Jesus didn't agree with what you did, but he still put it on himself. And I think that this offers so much truth because we're not lovable. Not everyone is lovable. But we don't have to agree with people to love them. We don't have to agree with people to be kind and nice and go out of our way to help them and respect them. You see, when we are looking at people, we have to see them the way God sees them, which is his creation, his children, a child of God. Now, the third step that I want to start taking part in is to actually live it out. This is the hardest step and, you know, the most important because this is where your words need to be backed up by action. And instead of us just forgetting about loving others and being respectful to others when um, this big current event that just happened fades away, we cannot forget that we should love and respect others all the time. And I want us right now to focus on each and every day. 
It can be so easy to post something or attend an event, but how are we actually living out compassion and love in our daily lives? Let me ask you this, how do you speak to your parents? What tone do you use when you're arguing with your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend? Are you easily angered or passive aggressive? How often do you go out of your way to give up your time to do an act of kindness? And let me tell you, when I ask myself these questions, I know I have to work on everything because we all fall short and we all slip up. But here's the thing, and this is what is helping me so much and I just I want to share it with you. It's this, our love can help lead others to God's love. And if we can't love one another in our day-to-day life, think about how many opportunities we're missing out on where we could be demonstrating the gospel to others. You see, we get so caught up in political controversies and debates over the media, and we forget the the simple act of loving others in our day-to-day life when we don't think about it. Doing the dishes when no one asks you to. Cleaning up somewhere just because you want to do something nice. Or maybe it's sending someone a sweet text. Talking to someone on the phone when they need you. Praying for someone when in the middle of a busy task you're doing because they need prayer. It's the simple things. The selfless things. It's not all about making a big deal about how much we're loving people. It's actually the small things. The things that are sometimes hard to do. And by doing these things, we could actually lead people closer to God's love. John 13, 35 states this, By this, all will know that you are my disciples. How? If you love one another. And in today's world, it's so hard for people to believe in God anyway. Truth is relative. There is no definition of right and wrong anymore. And the world is getting more secular and progressive each day. Many say that it's stupid and illogical to believe in a higher power. And as the world gets further and further away from believing in a higher power, we as Christians, we have to work harder to persuade people to come to know Jesus. And now I'm not saying the word persuade to mean that we need to debate people and lure them into Christianity with our words. No, what I'm saying is that whenever someone is going to make a big life decision, such as choosing to believe in a religion, They really want to answer the question, what's in it for me? And I'm taking a sales class right now, and we're taught that our potential clients are implicitly asking that question, even if they don't ask it out loud, and how it's our job to answer it as soon as possible to get their attention and to, what we say, complete the sale. And I'm not saying we need to sell Christ to people, but in a way to circle back around to Christianity, if you want to persuade people to come to Jesus and actually answer the question, what's in it for me, it's not enough to just tell people about Jesus and explain how amazing he is and how much he will bless people's lives. You know what you actually have to do? You have to show them. Don't just tell them, show them. And back up the love of the gospel with your actions of love. We gotta back it up. And how do we do this? How do we show the love of the gospel through our actions? Well, let's keep it simple. First, I think we should just listen to people's problems. Did you know that one Out of every four people in the United States, that's 25% of our population, they feel like they have no one to confide in. According to the New York Post, a study of 2,000 Americans was run and the results revealed that 9 out of 10 people admit to downplaying their emotions so they don't worry or burden a loved one. You see, a way that you could show love to someone is by listening, intentionally listening. Let's talk about more ways. What's, what's another way? We could pray for people and let them know it. We could take someone out to lunch and make memories with them. And then the different times when we get into arguments with other people, we shouldn't lash out or be emotional. Instead, we should be kind, forgiving, patient, developing an action plan on how to overcome the argument rather than simply winning the argument. And then when tragedy happens, 
Take time out of your day to comfort someone and let them know you're there for them whenever they need you. Love is found on the simple daily actions that require selfless love, taking time out of your day for someone else. And that is someone, one of the hardest things for me because we're all so busy. It's hard to just take time out of the day and help someone when it wasn't part of our plan. And it may be so easy to post something on our time, post something on social media, or simply talk about how much we're supporting people. But it's actually very hard to back that up and take time out of your busy schedule to show up for other people. Whether they're part of a group or not, whether it's on social media, I don't care. Showing up in the daily things is hard. We know this. I keep saying it, but it actually shows magnitudes because everyone's busy. Everyone has a lot going on. So when you're that one person that does something, people are going to notice. And this is what unconditional selfless love looks like. Giving up time and also showing forgiveness and patience to others. The more we show this kind of love to others, the closer we draw them to God. And if you love others this way, people, as I said, are going to notice. What do I mean by this? They're going to think, wow, I don't really ever meet people that are this kind, compassionate, selfless. That's so hard to find in life these days. I wonder what's different about these people. That's the question that's going to run through people's not minds. People are going to notice. That's what I mean because it's rare. And it's at this point that we could develop that relationship and eventually share the gospel with others and let them know that they can experience this type of love on a never-ending basis with their creator. That's amazing. And a beautiful verse from 1 John 4 verse 12 states, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And I just want to also say that we could really show God's love in the way we love. And I'm not saying all this because I've perfected the magic formula and know how to love others so well. Definitely not. I have to work on my compassion and love for others every single day. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because I know it's the most fulfilling thing we could ever do with our lives. And it's also the most fulfilling thing we could ever give to others. So I want to end this episode on a call to action. But before I dive into that, I want to share a beautiful passage in the Bible that describes love so well. It's 1 Corinthians 13, verses 8 through 13. I've shared this on the podcast before. I'm going to share it again. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. While there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. This thing they keep talking about, how we reason like a child and then how we became a man and how we know this thing in part and we only see a reflection of the mirror that's the selfless love that Christ has brought to earth at least that's how I perceive this verse and we will experience this kind of wondrous unchanging love this never-ending love in heaven where there are prophesies they will cease where there are tongues they will be stilled where there is knowledge it'll pass away but love never fails We already feel this love from God here on earth, and it's his promise that we will never stop experiencing his love even when we die. And I just want to say right now, if it's hard for you to love others, or if you're confused of what selfless love really looks like in today's society with everything going on, I just want to say, girl, God's got you. He really does, because he is the maker and perfecter of our faith and our love. He knows how to love others, and the fact that he commands us to love 
he knows that we have the ability to do so. So I just want to let you know that when it's hard to love or when it's hard to figure out how to have the strength to be selfless, just understand how much God loves you and how he wants you to have this never-ending love. And I, it, what helps me so much, and girl, I know it's going to help you, is when you think, wow, I'm a child of God. That's who God says I am. I want every single person to feel this never-ending love that God makes me feel. And when I think of that, it helps me so much to love others. And I just want to say, girl, God's got you. And here's that call to action that I also want to share that motivates me every day. It's this question. Shouldn't we do our best to bring a touch of heaven to this world? You see, we could bring that touch of heaven to this world by loving God and loving others just like Jesus does. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was a breath of fresh air. I hope it really just shared some good tips. And and I don't want you to think that I'm perfect at loving others. It's, you know, I'm not. But these things have really helped me over the years try to figure out how to love selflessly, how to be kind, and just love like Jesus. So if you have any questions, any prayer requests, please feel free to DM me at girl.godsgotyou or email me at girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com. All the information will be down in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for your time to listen to this episode. I really help, hope it helps you. I'm praying for you and I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Bye!